Hello, my friends. Today, well, I might do more than one episode today. I'm feeling very motivated. Um, right now, I have the original Gospel of Ramakrishna in front of me. Ramakrishna, uh, Bhagavan Sri Ramakrishna, was a very devoted person. He lived an interesting life. I totally think everybody should look him up and read about his life. But we're going to read um, about one of the, a couple of the things that he was talking about in this book. Um, he didn't write any of his own work. One of the householders who was one of his followers and devotees um, wrote for him. And that person just went by the initial M. And I kind of chuckle <laughs> to myself about that coincidence, right? Um, all religions lead to God. When there is true devotion and love, one can reach God by any of the sectarian religions. The Vaishnavas, the worshipers of Krishna, will attain God in the name in the same way as the Shaktas, the worshippers of the Divine Mother Shakti, or the followers of Vedanta. Those who belong to the Brahmo Samaj, the Mohimedians, sorry, pronunciation, and the Christians will also realize God through their respective religions. If you follow any of these paths with intense devotion, you will reach him. If there be any mistake in the path chosen, he will correct the mistake in the long run. The man who wishes to see Jagannath may go towards the south instead of towards the north, but someone will sooner or later direct him in the right way, and he will surely visit Jagannath in the end. The one thing necessary for realization is wholehearted and whole-souled devotion to God. So Jagannath literally means the Lord of the universe. The great temple of Jagannath is in Puri or Jagannath Puri, as it is often called. That was a footnote. Um, so just a side note, one of the reasons why I am starting down this road with the podcast episodes and putting this stuff out there is because with the increasing rate of transhumanism in the world, I feel, I sense, I just see, have this vision of the future. People are really going to be looking for spiritual connection because, um, well, we'll just let that play out, but I just have this, I would say, premonition. Um, so with all of the people that um, promote anti-religion rhetoric, I want to counter-attack that rhetoric because it's misguided. The people that are doing that do not have supreme understanding. They are still in preparatory understanding. They think that religion is the problem because of the people that have taken religion down the wrong road. Religion itself is a very positive thing, no matter which path you take. So depending on the lens of the vision, right? Like everybody is seeing the world through their own lens, their own perspective from their personal experience. So you can't tell people 
that they're right or wrong in what they are seeing in the world. And I am not going to battle these people and try to change their minds. But I do want to promote the idea that religion is positive as long as your lens is clear. If you're walking around the world with a tainted lens or a dirty lens and you look at religion and you see what different religious groups have done with religion, how they've used it to control people. Sure, you could very ignorantly say that religion is negative, but in reality, religion is not negative. People have used it in a negative way. Just like the idea of drugs and harm reduction, drugs are never the problem. The people are the problem, right? Like some people can utilize drugs and have a positive effect. If you're sick, you use drugs. If you're doing, you know, whatever with psychedelics and you're using them in a specific way for a specific purpose, they can be very beneficial. However, people are using them inappropriately. The drugs aren't the problem, people are the problem. So again, with religion, it is the same idea. Religion is not the problem. Religion doesn't create fundamentalists, ignorance does. So to enlighten everyone, I'm going to continue reading. The next section, many names of one God, Vashnavas, Mohammedians. I am gonna butcher that every time I apologize for my lack of ability in pronunciation. Um, Christians and Hindus, are all longing for the same God, but they do not know that he who is Krishna is also Shiva, Divine Mother, Christ, and Allah. God is one, but he has many names. The substance is one, but is worshipped under different names, according to the time, place, and nationality of his worshippers. All the different scriptures of the world speak of the same God, he who is described in the Vedas as absolute existence, intelligence, bliss, or Brahman, is also described in the Tantras as Shiva, in the Puranas as Krishna, in the Quran as Allah, and in the Bible as Christ. Yet the various sects, sects quarrel with one another. The worshippers of Krishna, for instance, say that nothing can be achieved without worshipping Krishna. Those who are devoted to the Divine Mother think that the worship of the Divine Mother is the only way to salvation. Similarly, the Christians say that no one can reach heaven except through Christ. He is the only way, and Christianity is the only religion. All other religions are false. Just to give you a little background before I go to the next section, um, Ramakrishna studied all religions, just like I have. Um, because his curiosity was very similar to my own, I just wanted the truth. So to obtain truth, I studied all religions and found universal mm, themes and just kind of consolidated all of the information within myself after I obtained understanding through each of the various religions that I've studied. And then through personal experience and meditation, experiencing divinity myself, um, 
as Ramakrishna also did, is what solidified this understanding. And it is available for everybody to do in meditation, um, which is why I really promote yoga and the path of meditation through yoga, the full eight limbs or the 15 limb path if you're um, gonna go that route. But studying the path of the sannyasin, the path that a priest would actually take was very helpful for me. I kind of am like a, I don't know what I am. I don't really define myself, but I feel kind of like a priest, but not a priest, a shaman, but not a shaman. Like, I feel like I play so many different roles. And here as a podcaster, I am like the bringer of knowledge. So <laughs> we can wear as many hats as we want. Um, and that's the greatest thing about having this human experience. Um, okay, so the next section, bigotry is not right. This is narrow-mindedness. My religion is true while that of others is false. This kind of belief is not right. It is not our business to correct the errors of other religions. He who has created the world will correct them in time. Our duty is in some way or other to realize him. God can be reached through many paths. Each of these sectarian religions points out a path which ultimately leads to divinity. Yes, all religions are paths, but the paths are not God. I have seen all sects and all paths. I do not care for them anymore. People belonging to these sects quarrel so much. After trying all religions, I have realized that God is the whole and I am his part, that he is the Lord and I am his servant. Again, I realize he is I, I am he. So before I go into the next section, I'd like to add that to me, the diversity of divinity with the various religions from different times and places to study it is, is such a beautiful experience. I look at various religions as I would look at it like art. It's like the art of divinity is all these various religions. So I encourage everybody to check out many religions, get a feel, get a vibe for what each one is like, because as you go through different religions, you're experiencing divinity through all of them. And you're able to connect with just various aspects that you wouldn't necessarily connect with if you were only devotely connected with one religion or one path. It is your right to experience in this lifetime. And experiencing divinity has been my life's greatest gift, really. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, the next section is called God Personal and Impersonal. People dispute amongst themselves, saying, God is personal with form. He cannot be impersonal and formless. Like the Vaishnavas who find fault with whose, those who worship impersonal Brahman, when realization comes, then all these questions are settled. He who has seen God can tell exactly what he is like. As Kabir said, God with form is my mother. God without form is my father. Whom shall I blame? Who shall, whom shall I praise? The balance is even. 
He is with form, yet he is formless. He is personal, yet he is impersonal. And who can say what other aspects he may have? This next part is a really great analogy to put it all together. The parable of the elephant and the blind men. Four blind men went to see an elephant. One touched a leg of the elephant and said, the elephant is like a pillar. The second touched the trunk and said, the elephant is like a thick club. The third touched the belly and said, the elephant is like a huge jar. The fourth touched the ears and said, the elephant is like a big winnowing basket. Then they began to dispute amongst themselves as to figure as the figure of the elephant. A passerby, seeing them quarreling, asked, What is this about? They told him everything and begged him to settle the dispute. The man replied, None of you has seen the elephant. The elephant is not like a pillar. Its legs are like pillars. It is not like a big water jar. Its belly is like a water jar. It is not like a winnowing basket. Its ears are like winnowing baskets. It is not like a stout club. Its trunk is like a club. The elephant is like the, the combination of all of these. In the same manner, do those sectarians quarrel who have seen only one aspect of the deity. He alone who has seen God in all his aspects can settle all disputes. Another way of thinking of it, I heard a quote or read a quote a long time ago um, in the beginning, imagine a mirror and the mirror fell and shattered and everybody picked up a piece of the mirror and thought that they had the truth, right? Like it's the same idea. The parable of the chameleon. Again, two persons were hotly disputing as to the color of a chameleon. One said, the chameleon on that palm tree is of a red color. The other contradicting him replied, you are mistaken. The chameleon is not red, but blue. Not being able to settle the matter by argument, both went to the person who always lived under that tree and had watched the chameleon in all its phases of colors. One of them asked him, sir, is not the chameleon on that tree red? The person replied, yes, sir. The other disputant said, what do you say? It is not red, it is blue. The person again humbly replied, yes, sir. The person knew that the chameleon is an animal which constantly changes color. Thus it was said, thus it was that he said yes to both of these conflicting statements. The Satchit Ananda the absolute existence, intelligence, bliss, likewise, has many forms. The devotee who has seen God in only one aspect knows him in that aspect alone. But he who has seen him in manifold aspects is alone in a position to say with authority, all these forms are of one God, and God is multi-form. He is formless and with form, and many are his forms which no one knows. Very, very cool, huh? I love um, parables, analogies, whatever. 
they really give you a visual depiction. Storytelling is a great way to pass information because it does offer a visual representation in our in our imaginations that we can really solidify it in our memory. So there is an entire book of this and that was only like two pages. I'm gonna leave it there um, and let everyone ruminate and I will I will see um, what other things I'd like to bring out of this book for the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and um, sending you much love.